like, zombies ain't real. You can't get bit <laughs> by nobody. And then, bam, here comes a bunch of fat dudes running at you really fast. But they have yeah. so <laughs> many guns. Dude, dude, so many guns. <laughs> To the DL Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm Nick. And I'm Emilio. No jokes this week because we're going to be super serious. No, <laughs> that, that literally never happens. Yeah, How are we doing this week, guys? Doing pretty good. Do you want to? Do you want me to say what we're talking about this week? Sure. Yeah. You want to do the little breakdown? I forgot. To yeah, do yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> so this week we're talking about a uh, Pal World that's going to be in the highlights, Symphony of War, also in the highlights, and Gunfire Reborn. Um, but first, let me first, guess. Highlights. Highlights as well. First is first. Uh, we're gonna watch. You know, we're gonna talk about Burn Pacific Drive and Tekken Eight on on the radar. Um, don't forget if you want more DLG gaming um, information, merch, everything else, go to our website DLG, uh, dlgaming.net. That's dlgaming.net. Uh, you can buy merch, see pictures of your mom naked, really whatever you want. Um, it's gonna be there. So, yeah, you can get all the links to all of our socials. Yeah, dlgaming.net. Wow. That intro made me appreciate Christian so much more. <laughs> Bobby, what's going on with you? Oh, not too much. Uh, rough week, actually. So I had to put down um, my cat, my well, my girlfriend's cat. But you know, it's whoa, like, dude. Yeah, yeah, it was it was rough, and I've never um, been through that. No, I mean, I, I've kind of been through it, uh, but I've never been through like the actual euthanasia process with a cat, like where you take them in and you hold them and they like put it down Oof. right there in your arms, Oof. staring right at you and you just watch the life fade from its eyes. Yeah, dude, it was rough. It was not great. You're telling me right now and I'm fucking tearing up. Dude, dude like, I had to do that I shit with Midas. I can only imagine. I had to do that shit with Midas two Christmases ago. So not last Christmas, okay, like not last month, but the month before that. I'm like bawling. And I'm like, no! Yeah. I'm like fucking falling apart and like, the guy who's gonna be next to euthanize his animal, he's like, Can you hurry up? I'm like, Fuck you, man. <laughs> like, what an asshole, dude. And Midas was only three years old, dude. And it was, uh, it was all bad. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I, this cat was 13. It, she had a long life and she had a lot of health problems, but it, it was tough. Um, and then on top of that, I found out that uh, a former coworker of mine, I, I found out he had cancer last year. And then I found out recently that it's terminal. So, you know, that was another blow, dude. It's just been a rough week. Sorry to, sorry to start the show off just on such a negative note, but it's kind of my headspace right now, but it's all right. I mean, uh, since we're already there, Bobby, let's wallow in it for a little bit. Have you had any, like, death, death in your life, like uh, people? Family member? Oh, Jesus, do you, you want to go down? This no, the only guy. reason I ask is because I had one friend who got to, like, 20... Eight or 29 before he had his first death and it fucking wrecked him dude wrecked him so bad but mila has had like five people die on her so she's like not that she's okay with it but she you know mm -hmm. she's a little used to the process that's, yeah. that's how it was for me growing up i've experienced my first funeral at six mm -hmm. and and like seven more after that so 
Yeah. What about you, Logan? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I've. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, man. I've I've been around that a lot. Like when I was 27, my uh, a girl I was dating killed herself and oh. jumped off the Coronado Bridge, which is a popular way to commit suicide here in what? San Diego. I don't think yeah. I knew about this. Yeah. That that was a tough one. But I mean, like I I've been around like like that stuff as since a young age. Like not a lot of it, but you know what? It never really affected me that much. But as I've gotten older, I find that it, uh, it it gets harder and harder. I don't know, yeah. man. It's like the ofrenda gets bigger and bigger every year. It's just life is life is rough when you get older. <laughs> I think I think the thing is is that when you get a little older and you experience death, you kind of have less and less friends and things like that. So when one gets taken away or people that you know get taken away, you're like fuck. Yeah, your body, your body kind of get your body goes your body goes. Oh shit! There's one less human I know. Yeah, yeah. and I think. You're also aware of your own mortality as you get yeah. older, too. So yeah. you, it, it hits a little closer to home. Okay, guys, let's shift out of this somehow. <laughs> hey, <laughs> no more, hey, but at no least more the... death podcast. We're here to talk about video games. <laughs> at least there's Tekken 8. <laughs> wonk, wonk. <laughs> Dude. Uh, so, yeah, Tekken 8, definitely a uh, different side of than the death, the death podcast we've been, we've been slinging. I don't know, um, dude. They, they're basically killing each other out there without the fatalities, man. That is 47 <laughs> hit combos and shit. Throwing people off of mountains and shit. Um, yeah, no. So Tekken 8's coming out. Um, they are taking some aspects from Street Fighter 6 in the sense that they're doing like that arcade mode where you automatically boot up into the arcade where you see like a bunch of machines and you can fight people. Oh, I machine. see. A virtual, um, a virtual arcade. Yeah, virtual arcade. Um the thing is there's no custom fighters um, in the sense of like, you can have insanely huge arms and like twig legs in like a abdomen that looks like a barrel um, that you can't do that in Tekken. They're a little bit more, I guess, realistic. Um, yeah. The, the Tekken uh, virtual arcade is called the Tekken fight lounge. Um, you can customize your avatar, which is like your little homie that you walk around in that fight lounge. Uh, but big news for Tekken ball fans, Tekken ball is returning. Uh, Tekken Ball is a sub-game mode that was made in a mod a long time ago where there's a ball in the middle of the in the middle of the arena and each player tries to hit the ball towards the other um, and like when you perform combos or you hit with moves that are particularly quick or harder hitting the ball gets launched at the other person faster um, and then every time you don't block uh, you get dealt like a shit ton of damage the faster the ball goes but if you block, you get dealt chip damage, which is still a lot of damage, even for chip damage. So it's like um, dodgeball. No, kind not dodgeball. Of. What is that game that we played, Bobby? There oh, used to be a um, Lethal League. Lethal League, yeah. Yeah, where yeah. the harder you hit the ball, the faster and more damage it does mm-hmm. to each other. Yeah, Great and little apparently, uh, game. Apparently there's moves that you can do to reverse the speed of the ball and things like that. Like, it gets pretty hectic. Um, but there's something really new. Uh, that is in this game and it's called super ghost battle mode. Um, And it uses an AI to generate uh, NPCs that your friends and other online players use frequently and adapts their play tile so that you can face them and practice against them. Yeah. Uh, I I think that taking that from uh, drive avatars in the Forza series, the Forza horizons. Yeah. So, You'll just be driving around in Forza Horizon, and you'll see like Bobby. Bobby's driving by, you know, but Bobby's not online. Um, but 
his car is driving past you. And if you want, you can drive up to it and honk your horn, and that means you want to initiate a race, and then you'll race Bobby's drivatar, and apparently, like, it'll be similar track times to his. Um, doing it for, for a fighting game to simulate somebody's style is, you know, it seems like a far-fetched idea, but who knows with uh, computing these days. Apparently, the more you face the same people, the more accurate it gets. Like, the first time, it's not going to be even close because um, it's not just taking the information that the way your friend plays or uh, the opponent plays against uh, other people. It's how they play against you. Um, so if you get your ass kicked, like, with 10 rematches against some rando, you can go into the Super Ghost uh, battle mode and uh, play that rando over and over and over again. So you can kind of adapt to certain play styles with certain characters. A little but, fun fact. Uh Tekken 7 was the greatest selling Tekken of all time. The best selling Tekken of all time. Apparently which, Tekken 8 slotted to do better. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's what every, you know, every sequel wants to do that, but I'm just saying like this this uh franchise is going nowhere. They're doing right moves and Well, they've always been the how do I like the 3D the alternate, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. 3D, the three three dimensional fighter where you can, you know, rotate around the each other and stuff like that. Yeah, like virtual to... fighter. Exactly. In the they, same space. They don't try to compete with Street Fighter in the 2D world, um, even though they have done games together, Tekken Tag and uh, the Street Tekken Fighter. Tekken X Street X-Tag. Fighter. Yeah. Um, lastly, unfortunately, there cannot be always good news, but uh, this is the slight negative news. Uh, four characters are locked behind Deluxe Edition and Deluxe Edition pre-sales. Um, so if you want to play those four characters, you have to uh, pre- pre-order the game, and it has to be the Deluxe Edition or anything above it. Yeah. And the deluxe so, edition is one hundred dollars. Um, the normal version sixty nine, uh, yeah, sixty nine ninety nine, and then I believe the deluxe version is eighty nine ninety nine. I don't know how I feel like like okay. If I get, oh, it's so hard to even say. I was gonna say if I get eight characters in a standard game, is that enough? It, I guess it really depends on the character. Uh, I mean, on the uh, the game. So the roster is um, huge. Um, oh, okay. It, it has over twenty characters. See, um, but... I th- I feel like that's fair. And then after that, I'd be okay with paying six dollars a character or something. Oh, ooh, how weird was that? Did you see him shake his head like something fucking <laughs> something tickled his nose? And he then probably he accidentally closed the browser. We that's lost probably Nick what for happened. A second, but he's back. I sneezed. I sneezed. Oh my god! <laughs> I so clicked loud. the. <laughs> um, let me fix it. I sneezed. Uh, there you go. It's back to normal. Um, now you're quiet. Oh. Jeez. No, I think I'm, I'm good now. Right? Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I'm good. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, so uh, Bobby was correct. The deluxe edition is a hundred, and the ultimate edition edition is a hundred and ninety nine. The ultimate edition. I like that better. <laughs> it's hundred and ten dollars. Right. We're rounding up. Fuck ninety nine cents. What, what do you get for the ultimate edition? Uh, a hug from the developers. Um, I don't honestly know what the difference is. Yeah, the Steam page the doesn't edition. say. It doesn't Bobby. say, but their their website does. Okay. When I um okay, so when I was buying Street Fighter Six, I'm trying to find out what I get for the Ultimate Edition, right? Because I'm pretty much, I heard how good it is. I was already pre-sold. The reviews were fantastic, so I'm like, I'm all in. I'm gonna go get. It. Could not find uh, on Steam. Couldn't find on the second website. Finally went to uh, it was Capcom's website was very. Uh, vague vague about it and then finally it was like game informer that like broke them down or something mm-hmm. i was just what like 
What the fuck, dude? You'd be um, surprised how often that happens with games. Like they are not clear about what you get in the ultimate deluxe premium edition. So fortunately with Tekken uh, on Tekken.com, you can actually see everything um, out in the open, which is nice compared to Capcom. Uh, so you get the base game for uh, you get the playable character one year pass. So you get four playable characters immediately and then everything that comes up the next year. Um, you get a gold suit pack, uh, one uh, which is one co- costume for every playable character, which is 32. Um, you get a t-shirt, uh, another custom co- uh, character thing, which is a t-shirt set, and then avatar skins for a bunch of characters. But there's one, <laughs> there's one edition higher than Ultimate Edition. Oh, boy. It's a physical-only edition. It's called Collector's Edition. You can order it on their website. It comes with a base game, a Steam card for PC. So it comes with whatever whatever one you want. Um, Ultimate Edition content, which doesn't... I mean, everything on the Ultimate Edition. A figurine with an LED and a USB port. A steelbook. A ring. Art, an arcade token. Collectible, eight collectible cards. A rigid packaging box. And a branded O-ring. Whatever that means. Ooh. You don't want to blow out your O-ring, dude. That's what I'll tell you. Uh, yeah, no, definitely not. Uh, Chipotle does that to you, though, so be careful. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that's Tekken 8. Do you guys have any questions or comments about it? Um, no. The other thing I want to say about Street Fighter is that uh, I bought the base, and then Nick, for Christmas or my birthday, bought me the Ultimate Edition or whatever. He, like, finished off whatever. So, anyway, it was great. I was like, cool. And then... I installed it and everything's good. And then I, I don't know what I got. I don't think it ever worked. I don't think it ever worked, even though I installed it. You get you get some of the characters when they release later on. Yeah, um, I didn't. So it just didn't work, even though I you know I accepted your gift and installed it and stuff. So stupid Steam stuff. That's weird. Yeah, um, yeah I can't wait until spring because my main character for that game comes up. <laughs> I had to wait over a year for Akuma. It. Yeah. I hate the way he looks now, but it's whatever. It's Akuma Matata, man. Yeah, <laughs> no worries. That's what everybody calls him. <laughs> Nick, I'm going to say you can turn yourself up just a little bit more. How about I could just get closer? Huh? We get a little bit more intimate about that now. Huh? Mm. Uh, um, don't make that sound. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's funny that you call this Burn Pacific Drive. Now, a Burn Division uh, brought this up. Uh, he did it through our Discord. You can find it through dlgaming.net. Click on Discord. And then from there, there's a little thing that says on the radar. If you have a game coming up that you want to see what we think about it, I don't know if that grammar was correct. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Um, Then throw it on there, and then we'll talk about it, maybe, if it's good. So a lot of steps to maybe be on the show. But it might just happen, like it did to Burn Division. You could um, simply just bribe us. That works as well. That that too. Uh, there is a bribing mechanic. Uh, I, Bobby, is it still in effect? Would you say? Uh, yeah, I'd say we still honor that. Yeah, we honor five, or do you want to move up to ten bucks? Let's go seven fifty. Okay, so if you send us a game that costs more than seven dollars and fifty cents on Steam, we will guarantee play it and review it. Uh, we've had that for a long time. We haven't brought it up in a long time, but yeah, that's a guarantee. So whoever you send it to, uh, we'll play it and talk to it. But five bucks is like, it's not what it used to be. There's game inflation, all kinds of stuff. Um, 
Anyway, Pacific Drive brought this up about a year ago because I thought the concept was interesting. And I guess some people have been playing an early build of it and they are raving about it. Um, so I, I, the, it, it, I, there's certain games that come out and then you see the trailer and it kind of speaks to you or whatever. It, I just think it's, it's your vibe. Yeah, it's like my kids say. But yeah, but like, I don't think another player, another person would watch this and be like, hey, this is perfect for Emilio. You know what I mean? It's not what I would I generally I'm pay. looking at it right now and I don't think that at all. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, here's the idea. Here's, here's the elevator pitch. Um, <clears throat> you are in a wacky uh, area of the Northwest um, where a lot of experiments were done and you get sucked into a portal. And from there on in, you are in the upside down or something like that, you know, like an alternate u- parallel universe. And the first thing that you find is a, um, a station wagon and uh, <clears throat> you take a drive and everything is weird and funky and you get to a garage that has, um, you know, things that where you can upgrade the, the wagon. And uh, from there, that is your home base. And what else, you don't have anything else to do. So what do you start doing is venturing out in different directions and picking up whatever you can to upgrade the car and charting the area um, because eventually you want to go back home. So, the, you know, the more exploring you do, the better it is for you. It has this kind of like pastel look to it. It reminds me of uh, Firewatch and not just in the visual aspect, but also I think it's kind of, I think it's going to be more walking simulator than anything, but in a car, um, you know, you go and explore and you experience, you can get out of the car and kind of look around. Um, but you know, the story is presented to you through characters on the CB and through the radio and, um, but what really appealed to me was just going back and customizing your ride. Um, and it's all randomly generated as well. So you might um, see a certain layout of places to go or a path. And then if you just restart the game, it'll be completely different. So um, I think I, that usually lends to a shorter game. But high, uh, hires a, it raises the replayability uh, because you could just do another run. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with this thing. But uh, I wanted to bring it back up because it's going to come out in about one month. So we're almost there. Yeah, February twenty second, um, and they do have a price on it. You can buy it right now for twenty six ninety nine, and it'll be uh, thirty dollars normally, but. The tags, so the tags are story rich, action, sci-fi, adventure, and survival. Those are the top tags on Steam. So the story rich one, it makes me think that, yeah, maybe it's going to be kind of a walking simulator, but because they're going to make it replayable, and there's also that survival and action tag, it, it makes me think that there's more to this game, that it's a bit more of like a... Oh. Uh, not not a sim game, but uh, there's going to be like actual video game mechanics in it rather than just like like a, a playable movie. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I, I don't. Well, that's not what I meant to uh, say. I think it's like a kind of you'll you'll play through it, and you'll probably get the whole story through uh, a lot of playthroughs. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. um, but we'll see. I don't know. It's all speculation, uh, but it does look good to me. I like the look. I like the idea. I like novel ideas. Um, so there we go. But mm-hmm. oh, so uh, that price point is, I think, juicy. I think that's right there, twenty-seven bucks. I think. Yeah, that is the same price point as Pal World right now, which uh, I had on my radar. But it looks like Nick has played it this week. Uh, everybody's playing it. I mean, if you look at your Steam list right now, it's probably just all your friends playing Pal World. So, uh, how about we talk about novel ideas, Emilio? You want to see the thing that's going to take down Pokemon? Holy fuck, it's Power World, dude. Um, the reason being is that Power World has done something that Pokemon should have done forever ago, right? Pokemon has been being played for so long the same way, and there really hasn't been that much innovation. Sure, they'll add a new mechanic like Gigantamax evolving or something, but the same game, it's it's been the same thing. Turn-based, um, on a on a on a handheld low graphics just not very intense it's been a very 10 to 14 year old target market or 8 to 14 year old target market not good at all um but power world holy shit this game is like six games in one and you can tell um you can tell that it's got some passion behind it so in this world it's called power world it's like uh, Pokemon mixed with Ark, mixed with Factorio, mixed with um, Minecraft. It is insane. Um, the reason I say Minecraft is they have like this raid feature that Minecraft has, so you can't just like build up your massive mega structure and then be fine. Um, there's no there's no PvP yet, and servers are only max of thirty two people, uh, but PvP will be coming at launch. Um. I'm going to give you the the dream, right? So imagine playing Pokemon, and you can run around. You can build whatever buildings you want. You can um, you can literally kill Pokemon. That's another thing. Uh, or they're called pals in this in this world. Um, you can craft whatever you want. You can go punch tree and get wood. You know the classic survival thing. Um, once you once you level up and you start learning your crafting and everything, you can craft pal spheres, which are like their version of pokeballs. Now, when you fight Pokemon, you can cap or pals, you can capture them by beating the shit out of them. Uh, whether it be <laughs> with an ax or a pickaxe or a staff or whatever. And then when you throw the, the pal sphere, it tells you the percentage of when you're going to cat, uh, if you're going to catch it or not. Isn't and that the idea behind? Isn't that exactly how Pokemon works? It's exactly, but it's all live. It's not turn based. Okay. Like you, you. The other thing is, so you it's riskier. Miss, it's riskier, but it's also there are Pokemon that are aggressive, and you'll be fighting a, a pal, or there's more. There's pals that are aggressive. You'll be fighting a pal, and then like six wolves come out of nowhere and beat the shit out of you mm. uh, while you're trying to capture this thing. The thing is, all of this is encompassing building like an arc with like floors, foundations, all that stuff. 
Now, let's say you capture a bunch of different pals, right? I have a pal that's a wolf. I have a pal that's a chicken. I have a pal that's uh, like a, a fucking weird fox creature. All this other stuff, right? I go, well, what do I do with them now? There's no gym, there's no gym battles um, that are near me, but what am, what am I supposed to do? It turns out when you catch pals, they have um, they have passive passive traits, right? And it'll be like workaholic at level three out of three, or um, timber foreman uh, at three out of three. And you're like, what the fuck is this? So you craft the base, you craft the little pal center and everything. And what now happens is you can instruct your pals to go gather resources. You can be like, oh, you're you're a timber foreman. Okay, go gather timber and then every time you level up your base the more pokemon i mean the more pals you uh, you can have working for you um and so and the area of your base is gets larger and larger and not not like the actual not the actual building but the area where you can build and the area where the you footprint. can start things the footprint yeah now what ends up happening is that there's ran- there's dungeons with random bosses, uh, which the difficulty difficulty kind of scales with the players around it and the players on the server, which is interesting. But there are set gyms on every island, and you die in the water very fast if you don't have like a water Pokemon or a flying uh, pal or whatever. Right, um, like, like in your arsenal or the right next to you. Uh, so that's the thing. So you always have five pals on you right and you can uh when, once you capture five uh, there can be one that you can have with you out in the open and they will do attacks that they have and the thing is the same pal can have different attacks uh like let's say you get three of the cat pals one might have an attack that does ground damage and, and another one that does um normal damage or there might be one that has like a passive ability like a, a an ability that lowers the attack damage of another one and things like that and so this is all live. The combat is live. And then eventually, as you get further along the tech tree, because the tech tree is kind of like arc, where every time you level up, you're given a certain amount of points. You could put those points uh, to be like, I want to be able to craft a bed. I want to be able to craft this or that. Um, and so it kind of it, it trying to it, it incentivizes group play because like, hey, I can make nails and you can make uh, you can make metal. Uh, you know, I can make nails for you and you can do whatever you need to do with the nails. Um, but the insane thing is the saddles in the game. So not every saddle or harness will let you ride a pal. Um, so we got raided by some CPU pals. It was like 12 pal- uh, wolves showed up and started attacking our base and killing our pals. Um, I, ca- I captured one. I was the only person to capture one. And I was like, oh, because I captured it, I have the ability to learn a new uh, recipe and it's the harness for it. I'm like, all right, cool. Oh, I can write it. Now I'm three times as fast as everybody else on the server. But the thing is, because you're writing a wolf, I'm writing a wolf, but the that thing is, you didn't seek out. It attacked your base. It attacked, you it just attacked happened. Our base. And that's the only way you can get it is you have to, you have to wait till they attack you or they show up at night and they're really hard to find. But the thing is, there's some hilarious shit. There is, a, uh, a harness that you can get for this like fire fox like it's a fox that has like a fire tail right um you can mount it under your armpit and use it as a flamethrower <laughs> uh there is another can one you that... also write it or that's its no, version no, of a harness it, that's a version of a harness so yeah, I'm not... 
you're kind of like shoulder harness in it. I, I kind of yeah. get it. You're and strapping it a, to your. <laughs> there's an, there's another one. It's a monkey. You can give the monkey an AK-47. I saw that earlier too in the in the video. And uh, eventually the game becomes Factorio where you're like level. Because right now most of my friends are level like 28, 29, which is pretty high this quick. The shitty thing is once you switch servers, you lose all your progress. Um, just like Ark. Um, so it incentivizes people to buy servers and, and uh, or you can play the, the solo game mode, which is um, you play with four people and you keep all your progress no matter what. That was my question. So it's online only? No. Or... So there's there's a four-player co-op where a person launches a lobby and then everybody joins and then you can do everything like that. Or there's 32-person open or private server. And the person has to keep their computer on to keep the server running. But, but now, the four player one is that's it's uh, local. It's local to your computer. Okay. Yeah, so only the person hosting that game saves their credit or saves exactly their, their progress. it saves everybody's progress. But uh, uh, would you say, Nick, that that's what most people are going to be using? Fuck now, everybody's doing the open servers. Yeah. Uh, it, another thing, it, thing is like it takes off a load on your computer apparently, as far as like what needs to be done. Um, there. Bobby's is... got a supercomputer at his house. He can run whatever he wants now. <laughs> you should, yeah. It, you should definitely do a Power World server when it does uh, release for the DLG group. Um, dude. And then you can later on you can start mounting weapons onto your pals that you can ride. So you'll be riding this like elephant creature that's like an elephant tree, and then you'll have two miniguns on the side of it and just shooting everything. Um, dude. If Amanda finds out about this game, it's going to be a fucking game over, too. I, t- I told her about it, and she saw everybody, and she's like, I just want to play it, but I can't. My computer doesn't work. Oh. And I'm like, I'm like, bro. It's uh, it's third person only. As far as, like, um, it's on Xbox, uh, but there's no cross-platform. It'll be... Um, it, Dude. So, like, in Pokemon, it is so static and so fucking boring compared to Power World that there's a sense of awe when you go to like when you when you like you start playing it right and you, i haven't felt that in a long ass time so me and my friends every time a pokemon comes out we just buy it and then we play it and we're like it's the same shit whatever but when we played this game it was like we were back in fucking 1997 playing pokemon Damn. for the first time all over again we're like dude look at all these crazy features and blah 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 and we didn't look up a single thing like we didn't look up how to do this how to do that where to go for this where to go for that we were like, for the first week, we're just going to go and fucking blind. And what, like, we were like, dude, look at this, look at this pal, look at this one, look at this one. We just call them Pokemon because we're old and stupid, but we're like, look at this one, this old, what the fuck is that one? What the fuck now, is that one? You and your friends have a base together or yes. you each have your own? Yeah, base? so there's seven of us in the base right now. Okay. And um, then somebody, what happens, what happens, oh, that's the rating, right? So if you're off, all offline. Somebody can come fuck your shit up? No, nobody can. So there's no PvP right now. Um, okay. And, but the thing is, this, the NPCs can fuck your shit up, even if you're not online. Um, and that's the reason why you have pals working. You want some pals that are that are defensive, right? You want some ones that can deal a bunch of damage, so they take care of them. Okay, so I also saw an army of like little dudes carrying things, um, and they're all the same little dude. If you have one of the pal, does that mean you have an army for your Vectoria? No, you have to manually catch the army. Jeez. Uh, yeah, and they don't you reproduce. Can have, uh, I no, uh, there's eggs in the game, and you can hibernate them, but I don't know about reproducing mm-hmm. manually. Um, but 
eventually gets to the point where you can have, I think, 30 pals in the base at once, and you can literally have them working uh, like manufacturing lines where, like, ammo and, like, weapon parts will come out, and then they'll, like, assemble weapons for you, dude. It's so fucking fun. So everything you can do in the game can be amplified with a pal. So, like, if you're crafting a bow, it'll normally take you 20 seconds, but if you have a pal that's good with... uh with handiwork and it says handiwork on their title it'll make it'll run up to the bench with like next to you and start pounding a hammer as well and then it'll make it twice as fast to make and then if you have like three pals like that it's eight times as fast like it's so you you have a depending on what you're focusing on you have a different little ensemble of dudes exactly um but the so dude you're pal trafficking dude it's insane <laughs> it's so funny but it's insane like there, there's like a little tutorial which actually really does help a lot because if it kind of explains the importance of three of the three main aspects of the game so there's your pals there's your personal level and then there is your um base level and so to build better things you need to level up to get better base features like automation, you need to level your base up. And for your pals to get stronger and evolve and stuff, they need to level up. So whenever you everything catch works, them, it's a circular thing. It's a circular thing. But the thing is, every time you make something, you and your pals get XP. Every time you build something, you and your pals get XP. Every time you kill something, everybody gets XP. But every time you capture just the ones you have on you or the ones back at base, as everybody, well? everything that you have on you, the ones okay. in base, you have to level up. But the thing is, that kind of gives you like an aspect of like, all right, cool. I'm building like my own crew of like 50 fucking dudes. And like you get really personal with them. They can't die, die. Like they can't perma die. Right. But the thing is, you can, when you kill pals in the wild, they die and they drop their meat, which is like very no, no in Pokemon. Right. They don't talk about how you can eat the cow Pokemon, even though it's like referenced one in, one time in the show. In this game, you're like, die, sheep Pokemon. And then you're like, give me your fucking meat and your wool. <laughs> and you just bounce up. Okay, so uh, the the lumberjack foreman or whatever, uh, is he gaining XP while he's just cutting yep, down trees? Exactly. Even though you're he's not equipped. Exactly. He's just so working he, for your base. Exactly. And but okay. the other thing is that there's this weird dynamic, right? In the beginning, you're usually fucking with sheep, uh, cats, and chickens and other like basic animals. But the later you go on, you'll find like this deer that has like this really crazy like antler, like these really ca- crazy antlers. But the thing is, that's the best pal for harvesting wood in the early game. But if there's a sheep that has a foreman, like lumber foreman, which one does better, right? But in all actuality, you want the perfect, you want the perfect Pokemon. You want to, you know, the perfect pal. You want a a deer with form with timber foreman and then boom you have the best of the best like he's going to be twice as fast at twice as fast of, of gathering lumber but how um, do you do that so you so every time you inspect a pal while you're in the open it'll tell you there's like they're what they're good at and their stats and their, oh and their i see um and then levels are a big thing so like if you're level like 12 and you're fighting you can fight up to like a level 14 or 15 pal and you might die in one or two hits. And so there's like action rolling and shit like that to dodge your attacks. There is no like instant hitting for anything. Like it is all third person combat. Um, and so there's like melee moves. There's moves that are CC moves, all this other stuff. So it's it's really, really, really fucking fun, dude. 
All right, question. Um, it sold three uh, three million copies in forty hours, um, and it beat Counter Strike for most concurrent players at the same time. It's now at number five for uh, for most players concurrently playing at the same time. Uh, first of all, in early access to be doing this well, fucking hats off. Good job, everybody. The, the thing is, it's early access and it works. There's small bugs where it's like your character, you, you can climb up cliff faces, like in Breath of the Wild. You can just climb up the side of cliff faces and your character gets tired and then you fall. But the thing is, the more you do that, you can level up your stats and your endurance and shit, but you end up discovering things that are a little bit buggy where you'll be climbing a mountain and then you climb the mountain an extra like six feet and you're like, that's a little weird. I just climbed up a fucking air. And that's like the, the, the biggest extent of yeah. bugs right now. Um, um, are the Pels um, uh, inspired or ripoffs of Pokemon, or is it more new? Or I'm gonna be a thousand percent honest. A, a lot of them are essentially way cooler Pokemon than the actual Pokemon. God damn. The other thing is, and that's the thing is, like, a lot, dude, because that's like the whole IP right there, right? That's the thing, right? So this is being made by a Japanese team in Japan that actually care and that want to be competitors against actual Pokemon. They're like, yeah, this is a game for people that want to play a game, not a turn-based piece of shit that you've been pumping out for 30 years. It yeah, was not good to the say first three games. Is bad, but yeah, no, it's like it like compared to this, it's like fucking playing tennis versus like ping pong on a McDonald's toy. Like it's not even fucking close. Damn, um, dude. It, it's are, are you talking so are you talking game of the year right now dude oh i don't know about that there's some bangers <laughs> that are coming out this year so, dude we're halfway through january i know i know i know the, look, the thing is to, I, when's the this, last this time you heard game. him talk like this bobby builder's gate but still I mean, this, this is this game really is making some waves and it, it's interesting when this happens when there's an established company that like makes a game that they're known for and then another company comes along and then just totally blows them out the water in their own game i, I feel like that happened with the last sim city and then city skylines came out and it was like no this is an this actual, is what we want <laughs> yeah so this is what it, the people want it reminds me of a little bit of daisy when uh the main developers for arma try to make a game like daisy and then daisy came out the mod and was like this is what we want it's the people that actually play the game that have been playing it for years that know the changes that should happen mm -hmm. and make those changes themselves. Yeah. I think and sometimes these companies just, they get so big, they, they get, um, out they touch. get out of touch with their audience and yeah. they, they forget what people want. And I mean that, I guess that's going to happen, but you, you got to understand, like, you know, a lot of people are like, you know, it's going to destroy Pokemon, but you know, Pokemon is a lot more than just the games these days. You know, they got movies, they've got little plushy toys, and it, it's really about the franchise. I, th I, I don't think it'll destroy Pokemon, 100%, right? There are kids that don't have a gaming PC, that don't have an Xbox, and they have a Switch, and they'll always play Pokemon because that's what they're familiar with. They like the turn-based shit. Pokemon will make their money. The thing is, Power World is what Pokemon should be 30 years after it's been created. There is like there, there's been no made, but oh, you can use five Pokemon at a time or three Pokemon at a time. It's all still fucking turn based, and there's no real skill. Yes, you can train your Pokemon and catch certain Pokemon that are stronger than others and have certain moves, 
but there is no physical skill in the game. It's just turn-based. And when you actually put skill in the game and you actually put reactions and things like that, I can't fucking wait for PvP because that shit's going to be ADHD central, dude. It's going to be insane. Uh, the way you like switch po- uh, pals out while you're playing and the way you can like command them and things like that are all super intense. Um, and like when I was riding the, the wolf, for example, for the first time, I'm like, hell yeah, I'm hella fast. And I accidentally pressed right click and then I started aiming my bow. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I can shoot my bow while I'm riding this thing and I can use its attacks. <laughs> I was like, dude, this is so awesome. I played for five hours straight. I played till three in the morning. Wow. Uh, after after playing D anD D or whatever the fuck I was doing that <laughs> night, or playing Baldur's Gate. So uh, yeah. what I've heard, correct me if I'm wrong, but you cannot carry over a character. So if you started a game in the one to four player game mode, you can't carry that over to a 32 player dedicated server. No, and the reason being is that eventually, and they've already said this, that server permissions and server uh, ratios will be applied. Which means that, like, oh, this server is a two x server, so you you gather twice as fast and you mm-hmm. tame uh, pals twice as easier and things like that. So okay. the ability to transfer that wouldn't do any good, I guess. Um, but the thing is, there are dy- there are dynamic features that are already in the game, and there are dynamic features that are going to be coming where, like, the pals around you get stronger, uh, and the pals get stronger depending on the the overall level of everybody on the on the uh, islands um and there's islands where the pals are hella strong already and you can't fucking go there one of our guys tried to spawn on one of these islands and he's like there's a level 36 thing just right next to me and meanwhile you know you start off at level one and like a level three thing can fart on you and you'll die um and so what about variety um nick how many there's over a hundred pals is what they said and they're going to be adding pals very constantly and all the Definitely time that you've played, how many do you feel like you've seen? Like 40, 70? About 28. Oh, you know the exact number. <laughs> I think, I think the, like, so you have like kind of like a Pokedex thing, which kind of tells you your stats and everything, but I've seen like 28 of them. Uh, mm. The other thing is you can fucking capture people because there's other people, the NPCs, and they're like hunting the pals. You can capture oh. them, and, poachers, and, and you can make them work on your property. <laughs> Whoa, this is getting yeah, odd. it's insane, dude. It, <laughs> I'm glad yeah, you're like, dude, they're I'm like Pokemon found this. genocidal assholes, and you're like, yeah, you get to work with Pokemon now. So. Bobby, you gonna pull the trigger on this? Like, I'm almost um, sold. Yeah, I I think I am. When I first, I I mean. Dude, this game just like blew up out of nowhere. So like right away, I'm looking at it like, what's going on? Should I should I play this game? And everybody kind of had a hard time describing it. Even the Steam page wasn't very clear. They're like, oh, it's like it's like all these other games. It's like these five other games. And and some Which of the games that they had it. mentioned, I was like, I don't like those games. Like some people were comparing it to Ark, but I don't think it's too much on the the crafting survival side. It no, sounds like no, there's no, a no. little bit of that in there, but it's more maybe akin to like Slime Rancher a little bit. That's what I was going to, uh, literally what I was about to say. Yeah. And I, love I, think slime it's every, I think it's everything you like about Slime Rancher. But by the way, uh, did you ever talk about part two much? I never played part two. 
Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Missed out on that one. So yeah, I mean, I think I'm just going to grab this while it's on. It, it's still on sale for like $26.99. Save a few bucks. And like this game's going to be around for a while. It's going to get better and it's going to have a, a lot of people playing it. So yeah, I, I feel like, okay, so when this comes out, it's going to be, it's going to go up to like 30 bucks. Wait, this isn't probably... on Game Pass, is it? Uh, I don't know, but I probably wouldn't even play on Game Pass. Because uh, there's, no there's no cross-platform, right? Yeah, and the thing is, it's like, this is a game that you should definitely just, just buy and let the company grow off of their revenue instead of them only getting $2 because of Game Pass every now and then. Uh, this the five fucking hours I played of this is already worth way more than the thirty dollars that I put in. God um, damn, dude! Dude, it is so good. It is. It, I'm not. I'm literally. Yeah, I'm the, trying the to finish pro- this podcast faster so I can go play more of it. What we're missing, what Bobby and I are missing, is we don't have the Pokemon nostalgia, right? Because mm-hmm. but the thing really- is, you don't need that. You don't need that. You have the Factorio or the. Or the sim, like whatever sim you want, that's all there as well. That's why there's so many I'm buying it. So, so I'm just gonna play on the over. I'm gonna play on the open servers, right? But then eventually, I guess we might have a little DLG. DLG, one. yeah. There's if we like I, it. I'm gonna be honest. We shouldn't come out the server until it probably comes out, which I don't believe it's not supposed to come out until later this year. Because it'll probably get wiped, right? Everything's gonna get wiped. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and you want everybody starting off on a, on the equal footing. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what pals they add and like what they can do. Cause like there's evolved versions of pals and there's like these wild bosses that you can catch as well. But there's an, another aspect that kind of gets like the, the crackhead collector in people's get a little itchy. There's these things called lucky pals and they're pals that make this sound like a chime in the wild and they have like a sheen to them and they're almost twice as big as normal. And they're usually way stronger, way faster. Uh, they usually have better traits and they also have the lucky trait, which increases like the drop rate of certain things. Um, and so like when you hear it, everybody just fucking stops. We're like, where, where's it at? Like, where's it at? And we're just looking for this fucking thing. Um, and you, everyone kind of takes turn in getting one. So right now I have a cat that's like really fat. And uh, yeah, he I keep him around because he's lucky. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I guess one more thing. Uh, you, uh, what about evolutions? They don't that not yet, huh? I haven't experienced it, but there's evidence of it happening. I'm pretty sure it does happen because there's like there's an alpaca Pokemon and there's like a king Paca, which is like the next version above it. So I'm guessing once you get to a certain level, your Pokemon will evolve. Hmm. So interesting, man. Well, I'm sold. I almost bought it right now, but I don't have a credit card saved on my Steam for some reason. You, oh, it's you should get, it. you should get uh, Mito to watch you play it, and she's gonna be like, "Move out the fucking way, old man." Like, <laughs> yeah. All right, cool, man. I'm glad that was power. That's uh, <laughs> that's our reporter reporting live from Power World. I'm going back in. Bye. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll be quick, man. Um, my game, oh, it, it did not suck. But, uh, all right, so I played Symphony of War. Uh, it is a very old school SNES era um, strategy game. Before, I want to say it was before, like, Tactics came out. Uh, tactics game. The first Tactics game I knew about was um, Final Fantasy Tactics. Um, but before that came out, there was, like, Advanced Wars. So if, this, this right here, I've heard of this and I've seen it. This is Fire Emblem 
right? Right. Yeah. On they crack. Have, yeah. yeah. Oh, there goes Emilio. Oh. <laughs> uh, he clicked and he sneezed as well. Uh, but oh. what what he was going to say is that usually in Fire Emblem, it's like one to four characters uh, fighting in a fight. But this, like, you can have up to like 10, I believe. And so it's really, really crazy, like, what you can do. And it's all the same kind of old school animations and graphics for it. So it's pretty interesting. Yeah. And that's kind of where, like, so I had some nostalgia for this, dude. But, you know, once you go back and you start actually playing it, and nostalgia is one thing, but then, like, quality of life, there's no reason not to bring the quality of life stuff up to date. Uh, Like, all the menus are like, windows that pop up that you have to push down a bunch of times to get it to where you want and then that opens another window uh but you're not playing with the mouse it's it's like pushing you know it's made for a controller but it's on it's on here uh you can't just mouse to exactly what you want um so they have the controls are still dog shit like snes level um but maybe that's what people were looking for um so it's overwhelmingly positive with 10,000 reviews. So the game's got to be good. Uh, but, uh, it, yeah, for me, I, I would like it to be more up-to-date and using modern, at least UI, if not mechanics, because the mechanics is why you're there, right? Um, the story, I didn't care for the... the uh, everybody looks the same everybody's super beautiful and uh it's kind of like that anime thing i don't know i i got kind of turned off to it um i'm sure there's a good game there but i don't want to learn it the way that the game wants to show me so anyway i'm out for symphony war this time around Hmm. uh bobby uh gunfire reborn came out with a dlc i'm trying to remember i'm not reading your shit and you weren't sure if you wanted to buy the DLC, but it seemed like the DLC characters were stronger than the original characters. That's the last thing I remember. Yeah, so Gunfire Reborn is a game that I keep going back to. And during um, some time off I had in December, I played a little bit of it with some of our listeners, and I just got totally hooked again. And it was during the Steam sale, so I was like, I should probably just buy the characters. So first of all, when I was when we played this game, first I said, "Well, why don't we play RoboQuest because that game finally hit its 1.0 release. I've been meaning to go back and check that out." And then they told me, "Oh, that's only two players." And I didn't even maybe oh, I knew I that at some point, either. and then I forgot. But yeah, RoboQuest is only two players, so that's like oh. huge problem there, dude. Uh, there yeah. were three of us, and you know, usually when we're gaming, there's at least three of us. And Gunfire Reborn, one to four players, so we jumped into that, and then immediately, uh, immediately, I was just like, "Oh yeah, man, I gotta, I gotta pick up this game again." And I have played it so much since then that I think I have hit a saturation point. So they, they've got their roadmap lined up uh, or, or displayed when you load the game, and they've hit all their points. They've hit their 1.0, and they've just started a like a seasonal thing now, and. It's all very confusing, to be honest, but I've hit a saturation point with the game right now where it's just like I can't get any more enjoyment out of it. And I'm about 60 hours into the game, I'd say. Uh, It's kind of the same thing as Deep Rock Galactic, except I'm like 800 hours into that game. Um, But when I was playing this game with these 
uh, with these people, I've realized uh, one of them was playing one of the new characters and they were just demolishing. And I, I thought maybe I got to pick up the new characters because I feel like, you know, these old ones just aren't really working out too well. So I spent like five bucks. There's two DLCs for it. I spent five bucks and I bought one of them to get two of these characters. And yeah, man, these new these new characters, they they do a ton of damage. Um, the problem with this game is even though I think it's so great, there's still like one huge glaring issue with it. And that is, I think it's the translation. So it's really hard to understand what they're getting at because you'll pick up these items that do different things or the characters have different abilities and you upgrade these abilities in different ways. So there's a lot of text. There's literally like walls and paragraphs of text explaining things and they do not explain it clearly. Like it is completely unclear. They use yeah, a lot of... They're probably using like Google Translate for all their, you know... They I mean, probably don't have the money or... Here's the weird thing. No, it's definitely... It's not Google Translate or AI. Like, somebody took a look at this, but it's just a lot of, like, redundancies and tautologies, and it just, like... It, it could be simplified. They say things in a paragraph that could be explained in, like, mm. a sentence, I think. For instance, there's one item where if you get a decay effect on an enemy, it casts decay on... Or the decay effect on you which slows you by 50%, but then it reduces the slow by 40% and you get 10% damage resistance. And it's like, why don't you just say you get 10% damage resistance? That's like the net thing coming out of here. Like you get a 10% right. slow and a 10% damage resistance. Like that's the trade-off, but they word it in such a, this weird way where you have to do this math. And that's like a simple example. It gets way worse than that. Um, uh, Bobby, um, uh, I've been playing, so, you know, as far as the um, Vampire Survival, I'm usually playing one or another. I'm still playing Death Must Die. It's very good. I, I hope you play it off my account. It's very good. Um, but they have something that I haven't um, seen, uh, at least not laid out this way, where, you know, you see the character, I mean, you see the item that you're looking at, and then you're comparing it to the item you have equipped. And then there's a third window that shows you the net changes that happen. Mm -hmm. And it's so refreshing, dude. Like, uh, you know, the, the comparison is one thing. But then you still have to look back and forth, back and forth. Now you're just like, oh, I'm going to net this overall. Is it worth yeah, me buying it. Well, I feel like a lot of games do that. I mean, WoW does that, but you have to enable that in the menus, right? Like that doesn't isn't turned on by default but a third window showing you the net difference i don't know if i've so seen it, no, it, it shows show the other weapon and then it shows like a plus or minus and it's in green or red next to it yeah so i think i think the third window is nice because it's uh it's it's devoid it's a it's devoid of everything mm -hmm. it takes away everything that doesn't matter basically and you're just seeing yeah. two or three lines of information yeah that is a good way of doing it yeah yeah Gunfire Reborn could learn a, a lesson from that. It, but it really, it's just the text. It's like they really just need to someone to go in there and simplify their, their text. Edit. Yeah. One, one of the other things that was kind of annoying was you'd go into these secret rooms or these vaults, they called them, and <clears throat> there'd be some sort of challenge in there. And the most annoying ones were the jumping puzzles. The game doesn't really handle mm -hmm. that well. It's a little clunky in, in the way that it feels, but it's still a really fun game. 
Um, but when you're trying to do jumping puzzles like that, it becomes super annoying. And it seems like they've drastically reduced the amount of times that vaults are jumping puzzles. I didn't run into one for a very long time. And I thought they had completely eliminated it from the game. And I was like, thank God they got rid of that. And then I ran into one of them and I was like, okay, I guess they're still there. But well, the, the idea is novel. I remember running into that and I was like, oh, this is cool. But yeah, it's not, you know, the controls aren't perfect. What, what? Where is the uh, replay value, Bobby? Where? What, um, well, it's you... a roguelite. So it's, um, you're going to get different stuff every run. Uh, you get these things called ascensions that upgrade your abilities. And there's a whole bunch of them. You can go down different paths and everything. And you don't know, you get like three random ones and you pick one. So you hope you get good draws on that so you can get a, a viable build and then you're also getting weapons and the weapons have all sorts of different stat uh, stats that you upgrade and then you can modify as well so your the replay is really they they make it random so that you have to replay it to get that killer run where everything just comes together and you do like a billion damage a second yeah. um and there's uh and, and you level up your characters um like any roguelike, you, you level up your characters so you have more of an advantage going to the next run. Now, I've leveled up all my characters completely to the max now, so that's kind of where I hit hit the point. But they have also different difficulty levels, and after beating it on Nightmare Difficulty, the hardest one, uh, they have this new mode called Reincarnation. Well, it's new to me, but not really new now. But Reincarnation mode, where it just has all these modifiers to the game, and there's nine levels of that. So then I beat all the nine levels of that. And the ninth one is pretty difficult. And then now they have this new, I don't know, some some new thing. It, there really isn't a whole lot of playability after you've like unlocked everything and beat it on all the difficulties like I have, which again took me about 60 hours. But it was a hell of a 60 hours, man. Like I had a, I had a good time. I'll keep an eye on it just to see if they do anything new with it. Um, but... Right now, I think I'm kind of okay. Sick, dude. Yeah, it's pretty rad. Man, looks like everybody had a good gaming week except for me. <laughs> yeah, which is weird because that game, Symphony of War, looks really good. When I'm looking at the Steam page, I like how it looks, but, you know, that's not No, always... dude, I mean, I was sold on it. Uh, 10,000 other people are sold on it. Could, you know, could just be, I had a rough week and, you know, I wasn't uh, patient enough to learn the mechanics, you know. Could have mm-hmm. been any of that. Uh, I didn't delete it. We'll see what happens with that. Um, Bobby, you are unable to run the uh, Guess That Sound, correct? Yeah. So we're going to have to wait till Christian comes back next week to uh, All right. play that sound. But quick announcement. We do have a subscription from Recycled 65 Months. Hell yeah. Damn. We need a Thanks, little sound man. effect here. Some applause to play. Bah, 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 bah. No, that's not wrong. That's wrong. 65 months, man. That's some kind of record. Listener, dude, four listener questions. I feel like that's a record for the last, for well, definitely this year, but it's been real light lately. Yeah, technically five, but four question or four different people asking questions, and uh, one of them I believe has never asked a question before. It's always nice Ooh. when we get a new new person asking questions. This Perpy. one's from Perpy Eight, and he says, "I recently he or she, I don't know, but." They say, I recently played DayZ for the first time and I'm having a blast, but it raises the question, which member of DLG would survive the longest in a zombie apocalypse and who would you shoot in the back? 
It's tough because my initial inclination would be to gank Ender's logic since there will be more meat, but his skill set would be invaluable in a post-apocalyptic world. That is a conundrum. Yeah, yeah, but here's the other thing, dude. It's like, sure, I might... uh, I'm tougher than most people, not bragging, but like things don't bother me and pain tolerance and stuff like that, but... Uh, that comes at a very huge cost. I eat a lot. I eat nonstop. Like, like <laughs> yeah, you're gonna lose a lot of weight. Yeah, or your 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 friends are gonna lose a lot of. Or, weight. or everybody else is gonna starve, dude. So uh, it's funny because I met this. Um, I have a an associate, not an associate, like a somebody that I know. I, I hesitate to call him a friend because we're not clicking quite yet. But anyway, he's like a. Uh, he's a. He works for the. Um, border patrol, but he's the elite version. It's called Vortex. Uh, it's like their uh, their uh, Navy SEALs. And anyway, he has infinite ammo. And we went shooting one day, and all this stuff. And he told me he was telling me about all this stuff. And I go, uh, "Well, I know where I'm going when the apocalypse happens." And he goes, "You come with a flag held high, like a white flag held high." And by the way, what do you have to offer? And I said, a, a huge appetite. <laughs> like, I'm not, yeah, I don't know if it's a net gain really uh, to have a big guy around, honestly. <laughs> you probably want like little, little tiny guys that are like available. You know, can sneak into places that other people don't fit. That's what I'm guessing, but I don't know. But just stealthy ninjas. Yeah, man. When I was young, uh, zombies were very, very popular in the mid 2000s. Everybody was always talking about what they would do in the zombie apocalypse and like where you would go and how you would survive. And everyone kind of believed like they were the hero and they're like, oh, yeah, of course I would survive. Now that I'm older, I'm just like, I don't think I'd want to survive. I mean, they turned off the water here for like eight hours at my place and I was like about to jump off the fucking balcony, dude. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I'm not good in those situations. I don't like to camp. I don't like any hardship okay if there's no internet i'm probably not interested in living like just i'm going out in the first wave i'm going to be one of those zombies that that you're going to have to fight off so yeah that's well my with that information i'm shooting bobby first i'm sorry buddy <laughs> it's okay <laughs> i love you but with that I need somebody with a if wave. i haven't shot myself yet <laughs> he wants to go anyway oh gee <laughs> he's like fuck this world <laughs> Oh man, um, I think I'd fare all right because I, you know, I have guns and stuff like that, and I'm also in Texas. Um, and they're, but the thing is, the problem is, it's also Texas. Um, what do you call it? Like, you know, let's look at the pandemic response. They're gonna be like, zombies ain't real, you can't get bit by nobody. And then, bam, here comes a bunch of fat dudes running at you really fast. But they have so many guns, dude. Dude, so many. Guns. Well, there's a lot of space in Texas, too. Like, everything's that's, that's a lot more thing. spread out if you're not in one of the big cities. But yeah, you know, you want to know something crazy about Texas? I didn't know this. There are there's more privately owned land in Texas than anywhere else in the United States by percentage, and most of that land is owned by like like even higher than the one percent like it's it's great like the majority of texas is privatized land and it's it's insanely like well guarded and shit like that wow Hmm. all right next question from a tom since games done quick has started with the utmost confidence which games can you speed run faster than your fellow crewmates Ooh, fuck 
The only oh, game that is, I, a, that is a good question. Yeah, it's a good question and one that I have actually thought about before. Like the only game that I think I, I've actually considered attempting speedrunning is Dark Forces Two Jedi Knight. Like I think I could give an honest attempt at that because I played it just so many times. I've got the fir- I could probably do the first level blindfolded at this point. Like I'm just so familiar with that game. Uh, Nick, I think it might even be like some. It might be worth recording and doing something with, but I think uh, both of us see who can kill mom first on Isaac, but then it's so random too, right? It's That's the thing, right? And that's why they hold the competitions to see. Uh, it's like a best of like five or whatever. Oh, uh, yeah. And, but the other thing is that everybody can play on the same seed, right? So you can start a game, give me the seed. Oh, that's good. Same seed. Um, yeah. That might be worth doing just for the fun of it, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, the thing like the thing is, with like you said, it is random. But I think my record to beat Mom is like less than like three minutes or four minutes or something like that. You have to for one of the... Um... Yeah, for like one of the last characters, you had to get to Mom within like five minutes. Yeah, I, I forget what it is. I, I thought it was one of the auxiliary uh, achievements. You know, those, that list of things to do? Yeah. But I don't remember been so long dude there's so many more man uh, um i got one for you i know you're busy with Pel- i won't even never mind you got pal friends dude i'm not gonna suggest anything to you right now because you're not gonna play it yeah no i'm not i'm playing i'm playing shit <laughs> unless i got <laughs> previous obligations i ain't playing Book shit. Up for the next month <laughs> all right next question from zap he's got two you're getting a pizza all to yourself what type new york detroit chicago and what are you putting on it I mean, that's an easy question for me. Here's the problem. Uh, so I prefer New York over the other types, but like a whole pizza of New York style, if I'm really going to pig out, is not enough. It's not enough calories, you know? So, yeah, I'm a little torn there. Because Chicago, you know, three or four slices of that in your fucking stuff. So I don't... I, I'm going to go to New York. I'm going to go to New York. Yeah, but what toppings and shit? Jalapenos and uh, pepperoni. Okay. Mm, that's good. Uh, what, what about you, Bobby? Um, I'm one of those psychopaths that like pineapple on his pizza. So pineapple and pepperoni is like my go-to. And I definitely prefer a thin crust these days. Well, I, I kind of always have. Like, I, I just like the thin crust. I mean, the thick crust always feels like too much, too much, or the deep dish feels like too much sauce. I don't know. I don't like it like bobby talking about deaths dude i feel like luigi's is no longer top dog man i i went there recently and i was like really? this is not yeah like luigi man yeah <laughs> i think you bought it the last time i went there too yeah yeah luigi's I mean, it's pizza good place, it's good family. yeah it's a good spot i mean i like i like bronx pizza but they only take cash and like honestly i i typically get calzones i i'm more of a calzone that, guy <laughs> you don't you <laughs> You definitely strike me as a calzone guy. <laughs> um, as far as as far as my pizza, right? I got this down to a T because me and Leslie we watched a show called Last Meals, which is about they interview celebrities and they ask them what their last meal would be, and then they cook it for them and then they eat it together. That's nice. Is that on YouTube? Yeah, it's on YouTube. It's by a Mythical Kitchen. Uh, okay. They've had Gabriel Iglesias, Tom Hanks, all kinds of people. Um, mine is a Detroit style pizza, extra sauce. Well done with bacon, jalapenos, um, 
red bell pepper, grilled red red, red bell pepper, um, and uh, like a caramelized red onion. Dude, we just bought one jalapeno. Sorry, caramelized onion dip. Oh, at Costco. Oh, oh dude, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. Uh, I am ignorant to what Detroit style pizza is. So Detroit style is like a regular pizza, pizza, but then you get shot. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm. (laughs) And you lose your job at the. Where's Days at? at? She would have laughed at that. (laughs) At the (laughs) plant. Um, No, so Detroit style is the perfect in between. uh, Okay. The perfect in between between um, like super flatbread New York style pizza. It's what most people would call pizza, like a like a Papa John's. No. So here's the thing. It's equally thick all over, right? The crust is not higher than the than the, the meat, I guess you can say, like the middle part. It's all equal and it's baked in a in a in a sheet pan, right? With a little bit higher walls and what happens is they crust the sides with cheese. So like cheese caramelizes and it's usually made in a square. Mm. Um you I'm telling you right now, Emilio, Detroit Detroit style pizza is a sleeper hit. There's so many people that are like, I don't want to get shot. I don't want to go to Detroit to get pizza. <laughs> but there's plenty of places in California that sell it. And uh, it's so okay. good. I've had this. I, I'm not a fan, actually, of this style of pizza. But I, I know what you're talking surprise, about. Surprise, surprise. Uh, uh, Nick, I know that you like it because as you were speaking, your um, speech became, the little more, became a little more... Uh, squishy so i knew that you're salivating so <laughs> so it, it, what it is is that it's a pre it's a pre-thought answer so my brain doesn't go in a lizard response mode where i'm just shouting things out so i'm like all right re- recite the script you got this all right detroit style pizza extra sauce well done like you know it was perfect all right all right next question from zap what was the last game that made you cry and bobby what was the last game that made you discharge lubricant from your ocular image processing (laughs) (laughs) um i cried recently i cried last year Mm. um well i know for a fact um life is strange too made me cry but that was like two or three years ago um, every life is strange has made me cry. Uh, I, I have bought true colors and I haven't played it yet though. Unfortunately, I think the I think the last game to make me cry based off of like things that happen in the game do like story and stuff is definitely God of war. The newest one. Um, but as far as like the last time I cried because I finished a game or something, it was Baldur's gate when I beat that game. And I was like, that was so perfect. Because everything oh, wow. was, was everything was mine. I was like, I shed like two Indian tears. I was like, like a sh- like a chef's kiss. Yeah, I'm like, bye. And and to hear that they're going to be expanding on everything, I'm like, God damn it! Now I'm going to play it again. But I mean, it's, it's so yeah. What what is going on? Is there an expansion coming out or part? So the, no, there's definitely a, not part four. No, there's a playable epilogue. Part four won't come for another fucking nine eight years, dude. Um, yeah. A, apparently, there are rumors that there will be either a free LC or a very cheaply priced DLC for Lazelle in particular, which is the Gith Yankee woman. Mm. Um, and what it is, is spoilers aside, there is an issue going on in her homeland, uh, essentially news that would fracture the whole, her whole race of people has been released and there's a civil war that's going to happen. 
and at the end of the game, if you're friends with her and you and she lives, um, she goes back. She's like, I got to deal with this civil war shit. And so people are like, Oh, that's going to be the next. That's going to be the next uh, mm. like story to be told. Because Sounds like a rumor. Yeah. Um, is she uh, is she the warrior you start out with in the? Uh... Yeah, she's the first person you meet. Like literally, like she jumps off of a cliff. I mean, jumps not a cliff. Uh, jumps off of like the balcony. I was like. And she's got green skin or greenish yellow skin and pointy ears and like black freckles. And she's like, I'm going to whoop your ass. And you're like, I'm not a fucking squid person. Don't, don't kill me. It's kind of like, you know, a little bit hideous, but still would bang, you know, like uh, she's going to bang you, dog. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to let you know uh, she's on top uh, in the game. When you romance her, uh, she reveals that Gith Yankee can't get pregnant. <laughs> and the other thing is beating the shit out of each other during sex is perfectly normal. Oh, beautiful. Uh, yeah. Amazonian it's... style. Look it up. Yeah. Hieronical says, who will join me resisting the urge to play GTX 6 on consoles? Yeah, I, definitely me. For sure. You get a better experience on PC. It, it's one year. We all have a backlog, backlog anyway. Uh, the only thing you have to do is avoid spoilers, which, I mean, how important is the story anyway? Uh, to some people, it's extremely important for some games, you know? That's why I still no, no, I mean, for Grand Theft Auto. Oh, GTA 6. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Dude, that game looks like Florida personified, and someone who's been to Florida never wants to set foot in it again. I'm like, hey, this is pretty cool. I can commit crimes there. <laughs> it's a perfect... It's perfect. They 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 knocked it out of the park with their, their, uh, where they wanted to uh, make, set the game. Yeah, good call there. Yeah. All right, I think that's an episode. What's everyone playing next week? Uh, Power World. Oh. <laughs> uh, maybe Power World. Uh, I'm going to buy it tonight, I think, if I find my wallet. Um, if not, though, um, dude, I like Cyberpunk so much. I have Phantom Liberty, which by all um, instances... Uh, and opinions is better in every way and i can't even leave regular cyberpunk to go because i i know you can just interchange because i did start it i did the first like 25 minutes um but you can jump back and forth however you want like fast travel it doesn't matter it's just an area really um but i feel like once i start phantom liberty i'm not going to stop so i am just fucking really enjoying fucking cyberpunk the original game they're um going down the whole johnny silverhand uh storyline was i i'm not quite done with it but like very fucking cool bobby when you get when when are you gonna join me man in cyberpunk oh yeah boy. i don't know i told you i tried to play that game like maybe about a year ago i tried to jump back into it and i just could not do it it was just way too many cutscenes and dialogue and uh, oh then never just mind. didn't have the patience for it so. yeah there's a lot that yeah i mean if you're not there for the story you're not yeah because the shooting and the combat's not the best it's just the world and the story yeah. So if you if you're not into that, then I wouldn't recommend it for sure. All right. Um, oh yeah, and Bobby, what are you gonna be playing? Uh, maybe Power World, but I don't know. We'll see. We might need Look, some. 
As you said that, dude, two of my Steam little pop-up, a couple of people just started playing Pal World right now. Yeah. It's just, why fight it, man? <laughs> just accept yes, it. Let's Embrace just the cuteness and violence. Embrace it. All right, fellas. Um, speaking for Nick, not Christian, we haven't even for two weeks. We haven't even brought up why he's not here. Um, and Shell's going fine. Who needs him? I'm kidding. Bobby and Christian. myself, motherfucking titties. Uh-huh.